How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer. And today we've got Dr. Bill Dorfman on the show. Now, Dr. Bill is referred to as the Michael Jordan of dentistry. He's been on Larry King Live, Oprah, Access Hollywood E, and was one of the only dentists featured on ABC's hit show Extreme Makeover and is currently a recurring guest and co-host on CBS Emmy Award winning daytime talk show, The Doctors. He has transformed the smiles of celebrities like Katy Perry, Usher, Anthony Hopkins, Fergie, Hugh Jackman, Michael Strahan, Jessica Simpson, Mark Wahlberg, and Ava Longoria, and many others. He helped build Zoom and Bright Smile to a $1.3 billion company from the ground up and received has received 20 Lifetime Achievement Awards, is a New York Times bestselling author, has two Guinness World Records, and has raised over $26 million for children's charities. So he's a bit more than just a dentist. In this interview, we're going to talk about the two most important skills we should all learn as kids. We're going to talk about how you can actually guarantee success in any endeavor. And we're going to dig into how a trip, tripping at, th- not, not like a mushroom trip, but tripping and falling at three years old turned into a lifetime of dentistry, TV interviews, and a billion dollar business for Dr. Bill. And don't forget, we only spread our message when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, If you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com, S-Y-D-L-I-C, book.com to grab your copy of the number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now. All right. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm excited to dig in today with Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Xander. Short for Alexander. Short for Alexander, as we figured that one out. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to dig into a lot here because you're, I mean, you're obviously so much more than just a dentist. Um, And we're going to dig into that, but uh, you are also a dentist. So I got to ask, what got you into dentistry? What is it about smiles? Like, how did this start at all? Um, I mean, I literally fell into it. Yeah. Uh, Three years old. I fell down and I knocked out all my baby teeth and I had to have multiple surgeries to ensure that my permanent teeth would grow in properly. Yeah. And we just had a great dentist and I was really enthralled by everything he did. And I'm the oldest of five. So 
I used to watch him work on my brothers and my little sister. And I don't know, at a certain point, I thought, I want to do this. And it never wavered. That's, so you you actually were like, your purpose was to become a dentist. You learned that from a very yeah. young age. I, I don't think that's something that's normal for a lot of people. No, dude, I there's nothing about me that's normal. I am a weird, weird, strange person. I mean, my entire life, like I was five years old. I go to kindergarten, come home. And my mom's like, okay, honey, how was your first day of school? I'm like, you know, mom, school's okay, but the kids in my class are so immature. Who says that? Who says that? Like, I was never a little kid. I, I grew up as an adult. I just looked around me my like my whole childhood. Like, was was that was that do you, was that just you? Was that you? You just were born that way. Was that your parents? No, it was just me. I was weird. At six, I came home from school, and I said, "We need to have a conference." And my parents were like, "A conference?" I'm like, yeah, sit down. So I sit down. <laughs> And here are the just, minutes. Here are the minutes for the meeting. Yeah. And, and like I put on a suit and tie. No. And uh, I said, listen, I know how to read. They're like, yes, you do. And you do it very well. I'm like, so why do I have to go to school? I'll just read everything I have to learn. And they're like, no, you still need to go to school. I was like, okay. And that's the other thing. Like, I, I even asked my mom like a month ago. I'm like, mom. Did I ever get in trouble as a kid? Like, yeah. I don't ever remember like getting in trouble or being punished. She's like, yeah, no. Like, I just always kind of did what I was supposed to do. Yeah. It, it, I didn't, I never rebelled. I didn't, I was just like, I was like this happy go lucky idiot. I just walked around like just doing what I was supposed to do, you know? So, how so does I don't know. Yeah. How does, how does that, uh, th- this is so interesting to me because, you know, now you're uh, obviously you're, you're a successful entrepreneur. Uh, you've been on different TV shows. You've worked on a lot of celebrities, best-selling author, all of these things. How does, how do you go from the, the guy who just never, or the kid who just, you know, just always followed the rules and never acted out to being, doing so much more than the average person? You know, I attribute a lot of my success to the following two things. And we'll talk about my LEAP program in a little bit, which is a motivational leadership program for high school and college kids. And we really try to have them learn a lot there. But if I had to skinny it down and say, here are the two things that are paramount for a student to walk away from at LEAP, it's this. One, don't wait for opportunities in life, make them. If I meet another millennial who tells me they're waiting for the universe to show them something, I literally want to scream and sh- and like shake, shake, my- shake them a little bit. Yeah. It's like the universe doesn't give us sh- about you. It just doesn't. You need to care about you. And number two, love that when you do get an opportunity, Xander, don't take it master it. I think that's, I think that's a really big one because I think there's a lot of people, Huge. 
I think a lot of people, and maybe, I don't know if it's like the invention of the microwave or whatever. We, we, we live in a microwave world. It's it, You get things fast, you get things easy. Yeah, listen. The idea of mastery is, is a different concept to people. It's a whole different level. When, when ABC gave me the opportunity to be on Extreme Makeover, yeah. so birth the reality TV, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I knew dentistry, but TV, not so much. If you watch the first few episodes, I literally stunk. Like yeah. I was horrible. And I was smart enough to know I was so bad. I didn't want to get fired. So what did I do? I took acting classes, hosting classes, teleprompting classes. I hired the woman who worked with all the kids on American Idol. And I did media training with her. And I let her drill me and drill me and drill me. I, I've been interviewed thousands of times. I never get nervous. I go on TV. I don't get, because I do it over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. You, you weren't, know? you weren't born with mastery. You worked at mastery. Exactly. You know, I mean, we all heard practice makes what? Perfect. Wrong. Practice makes, makes mastery. Makes permanent. Oh. Practice makes permanent. And, you know, and if you do it, I mean, it, it, and I learned so many things, you know, for instance, let's say you're interviewing me and you ask me a ridiculous question like, okay, Dr. Bill, you, you invented Zoom. You must've made a lot of money. How much did you sell your company for? Yeah. That's not your business. Now, if I say that's not your business, I kind of look like a jerk, right? How do you answer that? You don't. You say, you know what? That's not important. What is important is what I've done with that money. And I've raised over $26 million for children's charities. Now I've given you an answer, not the one you wanted. Yeah. I don't look like a jerk. I also look like kind of a good guy because like, look at how much money he's raised. So you have to learn that when you're being interviewed, you're actually in control. And the only, I feel like the only way you can learn that is like you mentioned, it's by doing it as well. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. So those, those are the two things you said, those are the two things. And actually I do want to, let's just go straight into leap for a second because we're kind of on the topic already. Um, so leap is your organization where you're helping, uh, you're helping individuals. So high school, yep. High school kids at at UCLA. Yeah, go ahead. It's at UCLA where we're both alum. Yeah. Um, it's July 17th to the 23rd. Uh, we will have a virtual and an in-person program. Who knows where COVID's going to be at that time? Typically in a non-COVID year, we'll have like 500 students. Yeah. Um, now we'll have 500 live <coughs> and probably a, several thousand virtual. And LEAP is a program where we teach students skills they need to be successful in life nothing to do with dentistry business. Yeah. And the thing that's been so amazing for me with leap is the amount of support that I've gotten from our community and especially my patients, Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Eva Longoria, Michael Strahan, Kathy Bates, Usher, um, um, uh, Jason Alexander. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on. They all come and speak for free, yeah. you know? And they share the secrets of their success with these students. And it's incredibly valuable. 
So how did, what, where did that come from? Where did this idea come from that you wanted to work with kids and help them learn these, these tools? I grew up really poor, Xander. Like I didn't yeah. grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. Nobody gave me anything. I worked. I was really fortunate. I got a full scholarship to UCLA or I would never have become a dentist. Uh, I got a scholarship to dental school. <clears throat> and my mantra for life is learn so you can earn and then return. And for me, the greatest part of life is not making a lot of money. It's what you can do with that money to help other people too. Yeah. And, you know, I was introduced to a program before LEAP that was a lot like the program. It was a precursor. And they invited me as a mentor to come every year and talk about I mean, look, I, my career in dentistry is unlike any other dentist in the history of dentistry. You know, I'm yeah. a New York Times bestselling author. I grew a company from zero to $1.3 billion in sales. I, um, I've got, you know, two Guinness World Book records. I have 20 Lifetime Achievement Awards. I mean, there's not a dentist in history that's done any of that all yeah. or all. Of that. And so I would go to this program every year and, and tell the students how I did it. And the the founder of the program passed away. And I thought, you know, this is too valuable to die with him. So I resurrected it. I renamed it. I, I named it Leap. I made it a nonprofit. And we are in our 15th year. That's amazing. So you mentioned, you mentioned some of the skills that you're teaching these kids that are not, you know, not normal, right? They're not the same as uh, as what most schools are teaching. What, what are some of them? Obviously mastery. It sounds like, you know, a couple of the things is, you know, well, I'll, I'll take, take the chances. Few, don't, don't wait for the chances, make the chances. And then number two, yeah, mastery. I'll give you a few, a few yeah. stories. I love okay. it. So I graduated dental school. I went ahead and I did a residency program in Switzerland. All right. Switzerland Look, I grew up poor. I had never traveled. I had never seen the world. Like I, I didn't want to just like be locked into a practice and never experience that, right? So I heard about this program in Switzerland. They had 400 applicants for one job. I was bound and determined to get that job. I had every professor in my dental school write me a letter of recommendation, right? And they were amazing letters. You know how I know, Xander? I wrote them all. Yeah. So I would ask a professor to write me a letter. They'd be like, uh, I don't know that. I'll write it. Just personalize it. You, you just have to take that and make sure it's okay to come from you. Right. That was number one. I soon realized that wasn't really moving the needle. So then I started calling the director. Okay. Well, you know how old I am, Xander? No. Take a guess. Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> ah, you can't hurt me. Let's go. Let's go with, I'm going to say, let's, I mean, I'd say mid forties. 63. Holy crap. <laughs> so back in 1983, Making a phone call to Switzerland was not easy. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was, it, it, it was expensive and it took like an hour. It's crazy. I started calling the guy 
weekly, right? And I tell students at LEAP, you know what? There will be life-defining moments that you have. Sometimes you plan them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes they just happen. On one of these calls, I had a life-defining moment. And what it was, was I realized making these phone calls wasn't moving the needle either. So I said to the director, can I take you to lunch? He goes, okay, you're in San Francisco and I'm in Switzerland. I'm like, I don't care. I'll fly there, which is even funnier because I was broke, like broke ass, poor broke. He said, okay, I found a way to borrow money. I went there. I met him in person and he hired me. You know how many of the 400 people applying went there and had lunch with him? One person. Yeah. So, you know, that's another leap thing. Like successful people do the things that unsuccessful people are not willing to do. You know, it's, it's really funny that you bring that up because it, it reminds me. So when I, when I first started my business, um, Jack Canfield, who's a good friend and mentor of mine, I loved his books. I loved his stuff before I became an entrepreneur. I, like he was one of my favorite people. So I literally picked up the phone and I called his office and I, I got a hold of Jack Canfield. This was five years ago. And people are like, what do you mean you got a hold of Jack Canfield? I was like, I talked to his director of operations. I told them my story. I said, hey, my name's Xander. Can I come hang out with you guys? I got to his CEO and eventually got to Jack. 45 minutes later, I had a flight out to Arizona to go hang with him and his team. But it's like, who else, who else has, who did that? Nobody, nobody, did. nobody right. picked up the phone and called Jack. Nobody flew out to Arizona to just go be there. Right. So it's, it's that right. willingness to just do it, whatever it is, whatever right. it takes. So, and I'll give you a second anecdotal story too, you know? So I graduate, I go to Switzerland, I go there two years, I come back. I want to be a cosmetic dentist in Beverly Hills. Yeah. Do you think Beverly Hills needs another cosmetic dentist? I think, no. I think they're a little short on cosmetic dentists. Right. Yeah. So what I did is I did some research. I found the five most successful cosmetic dentist in Beverly Hills. I called them up and I asked them if I could chat on. And I went in their office like a sponge and I just wrote down everything that happened in their office. And I took all that good stuff back to my office and made my office better than all five of their offices in a year. It's called copy genius. Don't reinvent mediocrity. You know, and whenever students come to me and say, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, you know, I want to start a business. I don't even know where to start. Here's the word where to start is look around you, find a business that's super successful in that space, look what they're doing, and then just do it better. I love that. Um, so just to kind of dig into that a little bit deeper, like these these are a couple of things that I think are paramount to being successful for for anybody. You've done some stuff that's beyond just being successful in business. You've been, you've been able to be on uh, television. You've been on Oprah. You've been on Larry King. Like you mentioned, you've got Guinness World Records. Uh, there's, there's something different about you. What creates this drive to accomplish all of these things and be, like you mentioned, there's, there's never been a dentist like Dr. Bill Dorfman before. Like what cre- that is, is that just out of nowhere? Where does it come from? Yeah, I told you I'm not normal. Um, 
<laughs> I, I, I'm standing we, there. Let me let me rephrase this then. Is there any way to become un like not normal like you, or is that just something that yeah, you're born with or you're I not? Tell you the secret. I, I, I'm standing in front of Oprah, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Oprah says, "Doctor Bill, there isn't a dentist in the history of dentistry that's had a career like you." Yeah. What inspires you to think outside the box? Yeah. Now, this is in 2006. That wasn't even part of our lexicon, thinks outside. Like, I had never heard that phrase. And I laughed and I said, I'm oh. still trying to get over the fact that you're not 46 years old. So I, I don't even know how you had a business back then. But yeah, keep going. I said, I said Oprah, what box? Yeah. And we just laughed. I mean, I think that one of the biggest things that hinder people from being successful is that they box themselves in and they don't look outside those limits. I, I've never done that. Like, like I've never in my life thought, Oh, I can't do this. Like yeah. ever. I mean, okay. I can't fly, you know, but like, I mean, realistically, Yet. you haven't figured that one out. You've done yeah, a lot of I other mean, stuff, so I'm not going to hold it back from you. But realistically, like, you know, and I tell students, I never fail ever. Yeah. It's not arrogant to say that. And I'll explain why. If I do something and it doesn't come out the way I want it to, that's not failure. That's practice. And then you do it again and again and again and again until you get it right. You really only fail when you quit. If you give up. And if, yeah. And if I want to do something, I will never ever quit. I love that. So is that, would you consider that your superpower maybe then? It's not necessarily that, you know, the reason you don't fail is just because you're just not willing to quit. You're not willing to stop. I think that, yeah, tenacity. I mean, yeah. in, in a single word, I am the most tenacious person I know. You know, I don't, I don't give up. I will, I will work. You know, I got straight A's in school, right? I wasn't one of these kids that was just a genius. Like everybody was smarter than me. Yeah. I just worked harder than all of them. Like I knew if I worked my buns off, I could get an A. I wasn't like, you know, like some of these guys, they just like, they didn't even have to work at it. They just were that gifted. I'm not gifted. I'm not the smartest guy you're going to meet, but there's very few people in my life I've ever met that work harder than I do. I love that. That's amazing. Um, I want to dig in a little bit into, uh, you know, you and I, you mentioned you and I are both UCLA grads. We're both Bruins fans. I, I actually loved my college experience considering it's a little bit ironic that my book and my podcast are shit you don't learn in college. Um, but I'd, I'd love to ask you, you know, you went through college. It sounds like you got a lot in college. Was there anything that you didn't get that you wish that you learned in college? You know, this is a funny thing because there's so many kids today. They're like, Oh, I don't need to go to college. Oh, you know, I gotta start a business. It's not the didactic courses in college that shape you. And that's, that's not it. It's the growth. It's the experience. It's, you, you know, what taught me more than anything I took in college as a cheerleader, I worked on a squad with 10 
incredibly driven type A personality people that had different opinions on everything. And that experience literally taught me some of the most valuable things I ever needed to know. And when we wanted to go to the Notre Dame basketball game and, and the athletic department said, we don't have money, our squad figured out a way to make money to send us. We, we made buttons at school and we sold them. And that was like my first real business venture. You know, I don't, did you ever go in B Cafe? B Cafe? Ruin Cafe, yeah. Do you know, I'm on the wall next to John Wooden. Really? Next time you go to B Cafe, look on the wall. John Wooden, Dr. Bill Dorfman. I'll, I'll have to check it out, man. <laughs> you know, um, I'll never forget. And, and you know, where did that come from? It wasn't, I mean, my parents had no clue. So I'm sitting in my dorm room. A month before graduation, I get a call from the chancellor's office. Congratulations. You're going to be the outstanding senior for the class of 1980. So I'm like, oh, my God. So I call my parents. I'm like, Mom, Dad, get on, both get on the phone. I'm like, you won't believe this. They're like, what? I said, I just got a call from the chancellor's office. They said, what? I said, I've been named outstanding senior. My mom says, what's not to believe? I'm like, no, Mom, there's 10,000 people in the class. She goes, sweetie, do you honestly think there's somebody better? I'm like, no, Mom. You're missing the point. They could give this award. My, my parents had no clue, like no clue. Like yeah. my kids got into USC, Wisconsin. Um, like I applied with my kids. I did the applications. I wrote the essays. Like I feel like I got into those schools when my kids did. <laughs> my parents didn't do freaking anything. Like they yeah. had five kids. They didn't. They, they had no clue. I was literally a self-starter from like the word go. They didn't yeah. do anything. I love that. I don't know where it came from. It was intrinsic. All right. We're going with it then. It came out of nowhere. Um, I want to dig in a little bit more. I want to understand you as a person as well, because I think this is always really important to, to understanding success. Is there, do you have any habits that you do maybe first thing when you wake up or before you go to bed, or are you kind of like a free flow type of guy? Yeah, like I know there's all these guys. Oh, do my morning ritual. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. Dude, I'm so simple. I wake up, I shower, I have breakfast, I play words with friends. I love that. <laughs> and I go to work. I finish work. I go to the gym every day. You know, I just did a layout for um, uh, GQ, right? I am the, the oldest shirtless guy they've ever had in GQ, right? So oh, I love this. So they did an article um, they, with, with uh, COVID. They wanted to do a whole thing on like home exercise yeah. for men over 50, right? So I did this thing for them and I'm like, you know, I'm over 60. They're like, yeah, we're going to go with 50. <laughs> so, <laughs> we want to, we want to give them something attainable. <laughs> right. Cause they're like 60 year old guys don't even exercise. 
but I, I, I go to the gym every day. That's kind of like, yeah. that's like, I don't know, my, my meditation, like I can't meditate. Meditation's a joke. Like if you sit down and tell me to close my eyes and sleep, freaking meditate, like that'll never happen. You oh, know, man. And my, 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 my motto with my kids and they always laugh at this is I always say, look, you can rest when you're dead, you know? Um, so, you know, med- meditation is, is, is not even on my radar, but yeah, this is, uh, uh, here, hold on. Eh, it's kind of coming in kind of fuzzy. Damn. This is my, uh, for those for those of you guys just listening in, we're looking at uh, shirtless ripped Dr. Bill Dorfman for GQ magazine right now. At age sixty three. At age sixty three, giving me giving me some goals. <laughs> yeah. So, I love it, man. So so no no re- besides the gym, no real morning or evening routine. Um, is there anything? Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, I go to the gym every day, every yeah. day. I don't care where I am in the world. I go. Yeah. And even when I'm on a dive trip and I'm on a boat and there's no gym, I go to mass and I'll just do pull-ups there, sit-ups and push. Get, I mean, get, get something in. Yeah. Every day. I love that. I think that's so important because I think a lot of us forget like how you, how you, feel physically is going to affect how you feel mentally, how you feel energetically, spiritually, all of that's tied together. Right. Um, you already, you already mentioned this, uh, a little bit, but I do want to dig into it. Money, you know, I think money gets a bad rap. I think, uh, for a lot of people, a lot of, especially, you know, like people like you and myself who didn't grow up with money, there's a lot of stigmas around money that, you know, money could be the root of all evil, or it could be, you know, it could be everything. It could be, you know, the goal for some people, but the reality is money is none of those things. And I want to ask you for somebody, somebody like you mentioned, who has made great money and who's given back a lot of money. What is, what is money to you? I think growing up poor, I didn't know how poor we were growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my parents like sheltered us from that. But the first thing money is to me is just stability, you know, to be able to, you know, live without the fear of, you know, not having a house, not being able to eat, not being able to, to do things. The second thing money is, is, once you have enough to sustain yourself and your loved ones, it's an opportunity to make the world better. Yeah. I think that's great. I think we're actually going to end on that one. How's that? Let's talk about, let's talk about Dr. Bill. You've got, you've done so much in your life up to this point. What's next for you? What's, what's the most important thing for you in 2022, 2023 and moving forward? Well, those are two different questions. When you say, What's next? Yeah, I can tell you what's next. If you ask me what's important, that's a whole different. That's a whole different. Deal. Well, let's let's get both. Okay. So, what's next is this. Um, <clears throat> when I sold Discus Dental, I had to sign a non-compete in whitening. Mm-hmm. Very, very big, like multi-billion-dollar <laughs> company. 
came to me and said, Dr. Bill, you create a novel new whitening product and we'll market the crap out of it. So have you ever used Crest White Strips? A uh, long time ago, but yes. Okay. It's the number one take-home whitener on the market now. In March, we're launching a new product that is like a Crest White Strip, but it sticks on your teeth and then it melts, it vanishes. So the stains disappear, the strips disappear, and then poof. So we're launching poof whitening strips. I like it. I love it, man. And when's that come out? Uh, you should see it everywhere in March. Beautiful. And the second one is I love caffeine. I hate coffee. I hate the flavor. I hate that it makes your teeth brown. It's a pain in the ass. You carry the gut. So I started using Nodos. <coughs> Nodos is 200 milligram caffeine tablet. Mm-hmm. You swallow it, it works in like 45 minutes an hour. If you chew it, like in 10 minutes, you get a buzz. Yeah. Right? But it tastes horrible. So what I do is I would take the Nodos pop it in my mouth and chew it with a little piece of gum. I thought there should be caffeinated chewing gum. So I've created a whole line of caffeinated chewing gum balls called buzz balls. <laughs> you chew one of these babies. Up. You are, you are a nonstop creator. That's, this is the truth. You are a nonstop creator is what you really are. You want to hear the, the tagline? Yeah. Chew more, do more. That works for me. It's going to, this is going to put Red Bull out of business. That's a, how, that's a bit, that's a big claim. Think about this. How easy is it? Like if you're going to go to the gym and you want to do an energy drink, you got to take the dirt. Just pop a gumball in your mouth. Yeah. Studying like all those cups of coffee I drink in college. I want to throw up. Chew gum. I think it's going to be big. I think it's, I think it's going to be big, man. What if you're not a gum, what if you're not a gum chewer though? Become one. Become a gum chewer. Okay. Let's do it. I love it, man. Dr. Bill, this has been great. I think there's a lot of, a ton of nuggets in here that our, our, uh, our fans are going to get from this one. Where can people learn more about you, about, uh, obviously about poof, about buzz balls, about, uh, leap, anything that you're doing, where can everybody learn more about you? I mean, if you go to my, my, my dental office website, Dr. Bill Dorfman, there's an about me thing in there. It's all in there. Um, also, I'm very active on Instagram. I have 1.4 million followers. I actually answer all my DMs. Me, actually me. So <coughs> if you... That's, that's in between, in between the, the business planning sessions and the GQ photo shoots and, you know, hosting, yeah. hosting Mark Wahlberg for leap. Yeah, I do it. So, uh, just reach out to me, DM me. Um, and I promise I'll answer, um, you know, early in this, I, I said, I'm sorry for all the coughing. I I'm in the last few days of COVID right now, but, um, but I'm, I'm happy to do this. 
And uh, I really appreciate you taking the time, Xander. And, um, and also, I'd like to share the fact that I have my own podcast. It's called Meet the Mentor. It's ranked in the top two and a half percentile of all podcasts worldwide. And I've interviewed all these amazing people, Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Jason Alexander, Eva Longoria, um, Richard Branson, Hannah Brown, Kathy Bates, Apollo Ono, um, our mayor, Eric Garcetti. I mean, a lot of really great people. So I love it, man. So everybody make sure, make sure to check out the website, make sure to check out the podcast. You are not going to be upset by everything you get from there. Dr. Bill, thanks for being on the show. This has been absolutely phenomenal. Thank you, Xander. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.